Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. So now let's go to the head-to-head. And all we've met Mozambique six times. In those six times, we've won four and drew two and didn't lose any. Then let's go to the last five meetings between Ghana and Namibia. Our first meeting was in 19, um, 1996. That is at the AFCON. And then, in South Africa? Yes. Mm. And these are the last five meetings between Ghana and Mozambique. In those five meetings, we scored nine goals mm. and considered just two, winning four of them, drawing two, and not losing any. And this, these two games were in um, some organized friendlies. All of them played at the Bavaria Sports Stadium, the first of them ending goalless. And then in the reverse fixture of those organized friendlies, we won three, one. Then Sika Kuno scoring, Mohamed Gago, and then... Um, Emmanuel Oseku for scoring the third, then Tiku Tiku scoring the um, consolation for Mozambique. Then this one was in a, nine, a 2000 Afghan qualifier, played at the Accra Sports Stadium where Tika Akono scored the winner. In this game, the current Mozambique coach, uh, Chikino Kondi, he played in that game for Mozambique. And then these are Qualifiers, the last two are qualifiers for the 2017 AFCON. Mm. The first leg was at the Accra Sports Stadium where we won 3 1. Frank Achampon, um, Jordan Ayu scored in this game. Hopefully, today he finds his scoring boots. And then the reverse feature of the 2017 AFCON qualifiers, we drew goalless. All right, so um, Antonio Banderas, I love his perfumes, and uh, we're going to get uh, one for uh, Fento. Uh, so that uh, Valentine's Day, his wife. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, at least it's looking good in terms of, you know, the one-on-one history of the head-to-head with Mozambique. Let's now take a look at a phenomenon that's been happening. Um, you know, we saw Octopus Paul. Now we see the cat. Uh, the mystical cat. <laughs> so this cat, I really don't. You are mentioning cat, and this man is here. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> what is this cat's name? Well, no name. I mean, so that so it is... has predicted that Ghana will win. Ghana will win the game. Yeah. So but if Ghana doesn't win, this cat will turn into live soup. <laughs> you know. So uh, this cat, but. Any other statement that will be made by Fentu, I would invite wildlife. (laughs) Hey, but guys, uh, we have to be wrapping it up now. Um, Look, what should we do tonight? Uh, Let me begin with you, Achu. What should the Black Stars do tonight? I think we have to take the shackles off. It's... The needs of this game are completely different from the opening two games that we played. Yes, we needed to win against Egypt, but this, we must win if we want to stay in the competition. My only fear, however, is that this team does not look like it has been trained to sustain attacks. It has not been, they do not play as though they have a semblance of cohesiveness or you don't see any choreographed attacking patterns or any repeated patterns or even how they want to play. But all of that doesn't matter now. This is the situation. The coaching team has to find a way of getting this team to play on the front foot. I, for one, would not want to see the forwards who are filled in the opening two games in this, in this match. I mean, 
it hasn't worked. Why would you want to repeat that? I would want to see Enes Nuyama, who's a bit more direct in this game. Joseph Pentel as well. I would want to see him start. Let's put out a team that suggests that we want to win this game. But even more importantly, go into this game with a plan. And the players will beg them. We haven't won a game at the AFCON in six matches, in five years. If we can't beat Mozambique, then we might as well disband the Black Stars. Well, no, strong note to end on. You agree? Yeah, I agree. The last time we won a game at the AFCON, you have to go to you have to go back to June 2019, wow. and yet we've been going to the AFCON. So mm. what it means now is that we have been playing qualifiers and going to the competition. You and I have been watching AFCON for the last three editions. We have not seen a victory. When the last time you celebrated a blast as victory? And <laughs> um, in calculation, calculation-wise, um, <laughs> this was what five when 2024, yeah. and the last time was in 2019. Yeah. Uh, that means that Karim was five years younger. Exactly, <laughs> Karim. He was still a teenager. Karim, let's, let's go into what you would expect for this game. Uh, quick one, um, Equatorial Guinea-Cote d'Ivoire. Draw. Um, Nigeria going up against Guinea-Bissau? Nigeria win. Okay. Uh, Ghana, Mozambique? Definitely uh, Ghana. 1-0 Ghana. I will answer that question for you. And then Kivert, Egypt? Draw. <laughs> Draw. Okay. Well, that's how we wrap it up. Um, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for following us. And thanks so much to um, Achu. Thanks so much to uh, Fento and to Karim as well. Uh, let's uh, put the prayers up. Let's just pray that from a Ghanaian perspective it goes well. But we will be here to do all of the big analysis and let you look ahead to these what games. News should not be something that is presented to you. Those days are over. These days, news is interactive. It is conversational. Our audience is no longer passive, but part of our storytelling. We tell stories that are rooted in the hearts of those who are affected. Hello there. My name is Mama Viu Swampwaji. the marketplace. Coming up, Ghana hopes to secure a seven-year moratorium on eurobond interest payments as it moves to restructure the debt instruments. Um, the external, I mean, certainly we have moved everything um, to 2026, so that gives us a relief. And then we'll see what happens with the eurobond process. Coming up, Electricity Company of Ghana says it is yet to implement the 15% value-added tax on power consumed by customers above lifeline levels. Well, the value-added tax announcement that came uh, into effect in January has appalled a lot of our customers. The truth of the matter is that we haven't started implementing it, even though that letter says that it should have been activated in January. And also coming up, Ghanaian food vendors in Abidjan recording improved sales at the ongoing Africa Cup of Nations tournament. My name is Daryl Carr. Thanks for being with us. Details coming up.
first up, Ghana is hoping to secure a seven-year moratorium on eurobond interest payments as it moves to restructure the debt instruments. It's also pushing for up to 40% interest rate cut. Government is opening talks with eurobond holders today in London to negotiate the restructuring of the papers. Finance Minister Ken Ofriata hopes these commercial creditors will accept government's offer. You know we are paying February 22nd, so we are getting ready for that one. Um, the external, I mean, certainly we have moved everything um, to 2026, so that gives us a relief. And then we'll see what happens with the Eurobond process. Um, as long as we keep um, increasing our revenue, um, maintain the expenditure, um, and then um, the central bank continues to build its reserves, I think we are going to be fine. It's going to be uh, a flourishing and prosperous year. Thank you. Honorable Minister, the bit about the taxes bit. Okay, let's go. The governor was clear to you that it's not going to be inflationary. Uh, but more important, I mean, um, we have all sorts of tax reliefs that you don't want to talk about. Um, and with regards to um, the taxes um, on electricity, uh, that was um, some time ago, and it doesn't affect, um, you know, um, sort of the lifeline um, tax uh, people. Uh, and so I think we should be all right. The emissions tax, as you know, is really 100 cities a year. That's what we are playing about. All right, so the, the finance minister there speaking to journalists on Friday, we're expecting that uh, he is in London today to uh, open talks with uh, commercial creditors on debt restructuring. We are having our eyes on that for you, and we'll update you subsequently. Meantime, the International Monetary Fund has described Ghana's economy as showing signs of recovery. This was after the country completed its first review under the fund program, resulting in some $600 million in disbursement. George Raffi has more. The IMF says reform's efforts are bearing fruit. Growth in 2023 has proven to be resilient. Inflation has declined and the fiscal and external positions have improved. The IMF statement also said that Ghana's performance under the program has been very strong, meeting all the quantitative performance criteria, targets and structural reforms. The Faro Day is the missing chief for Ghana and has been speaking from Washington, D.C., USA. Inflation is going down very rapidly. Internal and the fiscal position are turning around. The other part of the assessment, economic activity is performing better than what we had in mind. And this is why we are revising our, our growth projections up in the context in this review. The IMF was, however, quick to add that there is a need for government to press ahead reforms aimed at improving tax administration. Strengthen expenditure controls and enhance fiscal rules to ensure lasting adjustments. Since Ghana signed the IMF program in May last year, it has now received $1.2 billion from the fund. If this assessment is anything to go by, then we should expect some interesting response from the country's donors and investors. Meantime, interest rates took a nosedive for the third consecutive week. Uh, the, the International Monetary Fund approved the first review of Ghana's program. According to auction results by the Bank of Ghana, demand for treasury bills continued to surge. Head of Trading at Republic Securities, Patrick Edemagama, joins us on Zoom. Uh, good afternoon to you, Patrick. What a day it was on Friday. 72% oversubscription of treasury bills. Talk to us about how the auction went on the day the IMF approved Ghana's first review program. Good, good afternoon, 
Um, on Friday, we noticed that um, there was a, a, a surge in confidence uh, among investors. So we, we saw a lot of money being thrown at government. The, we saw the government raising a total of 5.2 billion against a target of 3 billion. Uh, in the 91 day was the most desired, taking about 50% of the auctions. Um, we saw the 182 one day following, uh, recording about 25.1% against the 24.9% recorded by the 364 day. The 91 day cleared at an interest rate of 28.88, dropping by 15 basis points. We saw the 182 day clearing at 31.4, also decreasing by 22 basis points, whilst the 364 day also dropped by 26 basis points to close at 32%. What does this say about investor confidence in the market and with the interest rates continue to decline, what is the outlook for the money market? Well, if you, if you look at the trend, uh, we see that uh, investor confidence is rising really, really uh, high. Uh, we've also seen that the control measures with regards to the, uh, the pricing guideline for the auctions is also working. If you look at the levels at which these particular ones cleared, they cleared almost at the upper end of the pricing guidance. So it means that some control is coming into the system, and that gives government the chance to be able to decrease their rates to the level they really want it to be. All right, uh, let's turn to the stock market. How do we expect the developments with the IMF to impact on market activities? Well, um, what we are seeing is that the entire country is, is actually getting, although uh, we, we, we've been risk rated really high, the risk or the risk perspective of the entire country is getting improved because of this IMF involvement. So we expect the stock market and the entire market to actually react. We noticed that the composite index uh, actually began making positives, uh, recording 0.77%. And then the financial stock index also recorded 0.3%. Zero uh, percent on the back of five equities that rose last week. So we expect this to continue as confident mounts uh, in the market. And uh, well, demand for GCB and total energy shares uh, expected to surge this week. What is happening there? Well, um, yes, as uh, confidence is increasing, we see investors deciding to pick those stocks that are appearing to be underpriced. And if you look at the, the, the loss that some of these banking stocks recorded last year, they appear to be underpriced. So investors are taking advantage of them as the uh, industry is restoring some confidence. So for Total as well, we notice, um, it's been very high in terms of uh, demand. Oh, oh, the, the offers we are seeing on, on the market are really high. So we expect the price to rise in due time. All right, uh, Patrick Adam Agama, Head of Trading Republic Securities. Um, great to see you. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you. Now, the electricity company of Ghana says it is yet uh, to implement the 15% value-added tax on power consumed by customers above lifeline levels. The tax was imposed as part of government's post-COVID-19 recovery plan. External Communications Manager of the ECG, Leila Abubakari, tells Join News that ECG needs a bit more time to understand how to implement the new regime. She also spoke about how the company is dealing with its debt obligations to independent power producers. So the value-added tax announcement that came uh, into effect in January has appalled a lot of our customers. 
the truth of the matter is that we haven't started implementing it, even though that letter says that it should have been activated in January. The reason being we still have to understand how to implement this tax. So we are having uh, active conversations with the Ministry of Finance, with the Ghana Revenue Authority, and with other stakeholders who have also brought their concerns forward. So for now, there's no value-added tax, as announced, included in residential tariff or residential customers buying electricity. For now, it's still the old status quo. When you buy, there's no VAT added to residential customers buying bills. So are you equally engaging stakeholders to perhaps resolve some of inter-stakeholder challenges that may be affecting power supply across the country? We've maintained an active engagement with our stakeholders who mostly comprise of the power generators to have them on the same page with us in terms of payments. I think since last year, our revenue generation has um, increased and we found the way of uh, ring fence, you know, having an agreement with the IPPs to hold on to the legacy debts that we owe them. But we are very up to date with the current bills that come to our desk. We try as much as possible to pay off those debts so that they can also function as um, businesses. And for any other issues that might be within, yes, usually we have engagements with all the stakeholders that are, are in, in. Then your final comment on the year V18. All right, uh, let's turn to other news. Trade and Industry Minister Katie Hamad has warned foreign cement manufacturers in Ghana to desist from producing substandard products for the construction sector. Now, he expressed concern such activities are affecting industry. Speaking at a finance ministry engagement with the Chinese business community on mutual prosperity partnership, Mr. Hamon urged the manufacturers to comply with the standard rules in Ghana. And uh, our cement manufacturing uh, um, uh, companies. Um, but I'm happy, Excellency uh, Ambassador, you are here. Whilst I'm at this point, um, I intend uh, to make the, the, this, this point rather forcefully. It's uh, unpleasant, it's uh, unpalatable, but I intend to make it all the same. Um, I, I implore you, um, in your, I don't know, basis on which you hold regular consultations with, um, with the community, your business community in the country. But um, I think uh, they, must, uh, they must try as much as possible to comply um, uh, with, with the standards of the country. Um, uh, just the same way they would want to produce um, items, products, manufactured items uh, to the standards that are applicable in China, we would implore them, um, uh, Excellency, uh, for them to apply the same standards uh, when they, 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 they produce items in this country. Uh, it's a sad reflection that in the last uh, weeks or uh, months or so, just a couple of months ago, as many as three Chinese cement manufacturing companies have been reported to my office for producing substandard Cement. And, uh, Excellency, I'm sorry, but uh, in the horrifying aspect of it, uh, all of it is that uh, when I tried to ensure that they did the right thing, they actually compounded the situation by doing even, even more, uh, well, to do something even more worse, even worse than uh, uh, what uh, I've been uh, complaining about. I would intend to spare the blushes of these three companies by not mentioning their names here, but I think, uh, uh, Excellency, you, you, you are aware of them. I, I have asked that uh, they, they pull their socks up and um, 
put their act together. Now, leading telecom company MTN has committed to contributing to the growth of the digital ecosystem in Ghana. According to the Chief Digital Officer at MTN Ghana, Dario Bianchi, the company will continue to help startups to go digitally and provide them with the opportunity to optimize their businesses. He spoke at the MTN Platforms Accelerator Challenge Awards. MTN Platforms Accelerator Challenge is tailored to empower startups by granting them access to MTN's diverse digital platforms, providing them with the means to expand their businesses and optimize their financial potential. Chief Digital Officer at MTN Ghana, Dario Bianchi, said the challenge is aimed at helping startups to grow digitally and improve their efficiency. We want MTN to participate to the digital ecosystem and to be a contributor of the growth of digital in Ghana. Through the, to the platform accelerator, we, ex, we, are ex, we explain to the startups uh, how to use Chinosis, our APIs, how to use Momo, of course, to collect and to receive payments, and of course, more important, how to build a micro app to be placed on Ayoba, our super app. So the, the startups were trained on how to use the APIs, and then they had a few weeks to prepare and actually develop and put live an API. At the end, we had more than 20 microapps live already on Ioba, so you can all go on Ioba and try them. Courage Asase, founder of Tech Hub Node 8, who won the Tech Hub Award, said the challenge was timely and would help build the capacity of startups. The focus has been to support startups and young people uh, with our mandates. Uh, we have two mandates. Uh, we do what we call the digital skills training, train young people with skill sets and then enterprise support support businesses that are young people that have businesses either through our incubator or accelerator models and so as you can see um, we have we have some startups who competed who are who won and then we also won the best tech support hub so that's the journey for us own a radio won the best momo solution award and was presented with 20,000 ghana cities while node 8 won the tech hub award and received a cash prize of 50,000 ghana cities now, Ghanaian food vendors and other petty traders in Abidjan Ivory Coast are taking advantage of the ongoing Africa Cup of Nations tournament to boost sales. The traders who have been making business from the thousands of Ghanaian fans who throng their restaurants on a daily basis since the start of the competition say the tournament has been a huge boost to their businesses. John Yusuf's correspondent Anasa Bid has been engaging some of them. Inside the Ghanaian community here in Churchville, where we've come across lots and lots of Ghanaians, uh, and then food joints are scattered all over, selling uh, Ghanaian foods like fufu, banku, uh, rice, pinky, and what have you. Uh, today, we are paid the streets and we are engaging food sellers who are trading in major Ghanaian dishes. We want to engage them, we want to find out from them how their sales have been uh, prior to the tournament and then now that the tournament is ongoing, whether Ghanaians who have, uh, you know, trooped into uh, Abidjan and their numbers are patronizing uh, their foods. Let's get speaking with these food sellers whose main target is the Ghanaian fans who are inside Cote d'Ivoire. Hey, John, I'm going to buy this time, no? and you say, wow, you're brutal. You're going to say, Africa Cup, no? Clearly, business 
is blooming for most of these uh, you know uh, food sellers you've been engaging they are so clear now is for the black stars of ghana to win their game against mozambique and by winning it means more Ghanaians will be staying and the longer the Ghanaian fans stay the more their business or their food they are selling will be patronized uh, as expected so they are hoping and praying that the black stars will win and this will keep the Ghanaian fans within town so their business will boom. All right, uh, fingers crossed. Hope the Black Stars uh, make it to the next round of the AFCON. We'll be watching tonight to see what happens. But next is the Joy Business Advisory Series. Uh, in studio with me is Prosper Melomel, who is partner, investment banking, Bridgewater Advisors Africa. Last Friday, we started a conversation on deal flow, which was pretty insightful. But we want to switch topics uh, this afternoon and talk about mergers and acquisitions, key considerations for uh, business. Uh, thanks for joining us in studio. I don't know if you want to... Say something about the Black Stars. Uh, <laughs> As all hoping for the best, you yeah. know. Uh, you for, for, some of, for, for some of us, for apathetic. Some time now, <laughs> we've been a bit slow on Black Stars. Uh, we hope for the best. Right, fingers crossed. So, um, I, I want us to start with the basic concept of what mergers and acquisitions are. Really, just for uh, those watching uh, to get some insight or understanding to what it is. Okay, so businesses typically go through a life cycle. Every mm -hmm. business from startup growth and so on and so forth for businesses growing um typically they would want to i mean for ghanaian businesses go through a natural process of growth which can take a really long time but mnas are pretty much like a fast track system of growth now uh, saying mnas we need to bear in mind there's a difference between mergers and then acquisitions okay so for acquisitions it's a business taking over another a good example in our market is when Society General took over SSB. Mm -hmm. Then we have mergers, which are two businesses coming together to form a different entity, but then operating as one. Classical example within the finance space, once again, is Omnibisic. Right. Okay. Uh, I, I, just talk to us about the trends as well. Um, maybe... I don't know, in recent times or in 2023, if we are seeing uh, such um, deals take place. Right, so for traditional Ghanaian businesses, in exploring growth, M&A hasn't really been the option for most businesses. Why is that? Um, you know, there's a, there's a component of equity. You know, that last week I mentioned that most of deal flows within our market is debt-driven. Mm -hmm. um, Ghanaian businesses are, are not too friendly to the equity conversation but in and so most of the because the, they have some fears well you know businesses are, are, are pretty much treated like personal babies or assets mm -hmm. of most of most founders and you know and if you look at the, the, the traditional setting of businesses within our setting and community uh, many businesses were founded on the basis of a means of survival all right so over time um, founders kind of have this close attachment to businesses and don't feel quite comfortable getting in others. I mean, the other bit too is the bit of um, transparency. Okay. Um, a lot of traditional businesses are not too transparent. So most of the mergers and acquisitions in our market have been driven by regulatory reforms. Um, typical or classic is the financial sector. We saw a, a number of institutions uh, merging and others selling out. We saw First Atlantic um, take over Energy Bank. And then we saw that of um, um, Sahel Sahara and then Omnibank forming uh, Omnibisic. So 
these are some of the drivers, but there, there's also the conversation of competition. Uh, we've seen that in the telcos, um, and I'll say that for uh, cross-border MNAs, for example, we saw Vodafone coming mm -hmm. um, to take over Ghana Telecom. We've also seen the merger of Airtel Tigo to survive in the marketplace. Yeah. Um, so at what point, because I, I think most Ghanaian businesses will shower from that because of the misconceptions, but at what point should businesses consider mergers or acquisitions and um, of what benefit is it for maybe, let's say, a struggle? I mean, businesses have been talking about uh, struggles um, lately. Right, right. Yeah. So that's a really good question, Dara. I mean, um, measures and acquisitions in its fine form gives opportunity for businesses to do more than they would ordinarily have done if they were to remain independent. Um, let me give a typical example. Mm -hmm. If you and I were two independent businesses, I had a hundred, you had a hundred, and then there was a market opportunity of 200. How will we take advantage of that opportunity if we remain independent? Okay. But if we came together to form a business worth 200, then we can seize that opportunity. Mergers and acquisitions can also be a mechanism of survival. All right, so a classic example of what I just said, the example I just took us through, uh, it could be like for the banks, there was a, the question of stated capital. Right. When, the, when the regulator revised the stated capital, mm -hmm. banks who, who couldn't meet the stated capital had to consider ways of coming together. So same as the marketplace, sometimes a giant competitor comes into the place and then sort of the small players in the marketplace begin to shake. But if they consider the option of mergers, they'll be able to form a more formidable force to survive. I, mean, I remember during the times last year where there, there was a much struggle for businesses. I mean, small businesses were being advised to, you know, uh, merge so that they can, you know, withstand the economic shocks. What are the key considerations that businesses um, have to make um, before entering into a merger, for instance? What should they be uh, looking at before they do that? Right. So, be it a merger or an acquisition, there's a form of marriage you can think about in this. Uh, that's ordinary marriage. Mm -hmm. So, one, we say target. Target, finding the right target is really important. Or finding a party to merge with is really, really important. Companies must invest time and resources in finding the right target. Now, when you find the right target, make sure to invest in the right professionals to carry out due diligence. In due diligence, there's what we call financial due diligence. And then there's also what we call legal due diligence. If the business is a technical or specialized field, then there may be the need for technical due diligence. Mm -hmm. Once due diligence is good to go, then the next consideration is valuations and pricing. Because every transaction is done based on a price. And that price is justified by valuations. Once again, the right professionals must be engaged to carry out valuations. Then when businesses decide to come together, there are issues that may emerge after that joining. We call this post-acquisition integration issues. So in that scenario, once again, the right professionals should be considered in assisting businesses in integration. And you need legal advice, I, I suppose. The, most definitely. Okay. Um, talk to us next about the risks um, when it comes to mergers and acquisitions. Are there any risks to look out for? Yes, definitely. I mean, a lot of, there's, there's a lot of conversation out there about mergers that have failed. You know, so 
Um, you can get your businesses can get it wrong right from the wrong target. That is why I mentioned um, doing the right target search. If you merge with the wrong target, it wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. If you go in at the wrong price or valuation, you have issues. We also have the issues of, of weak due diligence. All right, you, you, you appraise a business based on its financial statements. If not done well, the value you thought the business had, the business doesn't have it. And that is a, a massive risk. Finally, if you get all the first bits right, but you fail to integrate well, then that's an issue. I mean, integration, we have issues to do with technology, culture, and a number of other things. There's also the risk to do with regulatory or compliance bits. Mm -hmm. There are some measures or acquisitions that need regulatory approval. So that is also something to factor in there. Okay, we've got 30 seconds left. I want you uh, to speak with our audience, I mean business owners who are watching. Uh, 2024, if you've got any investment tip for them uh, from, yeah, because you're an investment banker, All right. what would that be? Okay, so for our speaking view of mergers and acquisitions, okay. I, I encourage Ghanaian businesses to look at each other quite well. Look at places where, I mean, you could achieve what we call synergies. There's a way two entities can make more revenue than they are making independently. There are opportunities to cut costs if you come together. Instead of having two different head offices, you could have just one. Instead of having two different... That costs cost, doesn't it? Yeah, that costs cost, and that increases your profits. So this is my, this is my advice to businesses in 2024 to consider... Uh, measures and, and acquisitions as an alternative to traditional growth. Yeah, important advice there. Thank you so much, uh, Professor Melome, investment banker with uh, Bridgewater Advisors Africa. It's, it's good to have you in the studio. Hopefully we'll have you another time to talk about uh, some of these things that are so important to us. And we're watching the game as well sure. tonight. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And that's the marketplace, everyone. Thanks for watching. There is more news on our website, myjoyonline.com forward slash business, um, head over there for the day's latest stories. My name is Daryl Kwao. Thanks for watching. For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Tune in, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adom Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. The best gift you can give a loved one is good health. The Love FM Fitness Walk is the only platform which prevents this exclusive opportunity to walk with your friends, partner, granny, kids, abongo, empnang, obia, ukunu, schoolmate, etc. to stay healthy. Banks, insurance companies, construction companies, hospitals, schools, security services, various fitness groups. Come and let's shake up the stress. Start looking for your walking kids soon and let's hit the streets of Kumasi to de-stress.
stress, exercise, and burn some calories. You can also send us a minute video. Shijama Kakra, Yedede Kakra, as cooperating institutions, groups, or individuals declaring your readiness to partake in the walk. Stay with Love 99.5 FM and Isha 104.5 FM and get more details on the walk. Or call 0245-594-425 for inquiries. Remember, Fitness Walk is on Saturday, 10 February 2024 at the Kumasi City Mall, 6 a.m. Shut We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Focused... Oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alexa in my bag. Alex, what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM. Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.